You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Hey, Burley Church Online. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, look, second week into our Advent season. Christmas is approaching. And um, yeah, I wonder how you're doing. It has been a year. And um, we've been having a great time in person in our community. And um, I hope for you, if you're watching us online, that you also, um, it's a time of year that you have some sort of community around you, whether that's a a neighbor or friend or family or a church or our church, Um, whatever it is for you, I hope it's a a time of community and gathering as it has been a pretty rough, isolating year for so many. And so if you are still very isolated, if you are still feeling that loneliness, loneliness around this time of year, then please reach out. Um, Heaps of our details through this YouTube or through our Facebook or Instagram, whatever way you can find, uh, please reach out and connect with us. Even if you live far away, we'd love to hear from you and um, love to know that you've been connecting with us this way. And um, yeah, that goes for any time of the year. We're always up to hear some prayer points, some praise points. Um, Yeah, really enjoy. This is great that we have this technology, but it doesn't replicate or beat actual community and actual relationship and so yeah hope you're doing all right as we approach Christmas and so as just said what a year um for many this year it's felt hopeless I guess or or less than hopeful is another way I could say that um I don't have to explain too much about what this year has brought you've been there um but for lots of people in 2020 Lots of things that they thought they could place their hope into has let us down. Whether it's we thought we had these smart minds that were governing us or leaders or health experts, um, even religion in the sense of religious acts or religious churches around the world, it's all been interrupted. Um, And in a lot of places, in a lot of these different things we place our hope into, for many it's been left lacking. It's been left wanting. So many things we realize, I, well, I, from talking to many of you in 2020, we realize that so many things we thought we could rest our hope into, they fell short. They haven't quite lived up to the hope we had in them. So I guess that's why leadership here um, really, really wanted to. We really, really wanted to finish this year in December talking about the Christmas story and talking about real hope, (laughs) hope that does live up to the expectation. We wanted to speak of a tangible hope expressed in various ways through the Christmas story, all centering around Jesus. Jono kicked us off last week. He was speaking about the wise men, the uh, intellectual, the observers, and how Jesus offered real tangible and offers real tangible hope for them and for you. But today I want to talk about a different group in the Christmas story. I want to talk about these guys on our screen right now. That's right, shepherds. I want to talk about the shepherds. Let me read, let me start today's message by reading a little bit about the shepherds part in the Christmas story. We're opening up in Luke 2, 8 to 20 if you're following along. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. We'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and a baby who were lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. They went out and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying, returning again, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love how offensive the Bible is some days. And I don't because some days it's challenging, some days it's intense. But in its context, so much of the Bible is super challenging to what we believe is normal or super challenging to current culture. And you might know what I'm talking about because sometimes we tell these stories, like the one I just read, so often, over and over again, we cut out shepherds in Sunday school and color them in, which the kids are probably doing this morning, which is fantastic. That's not bad. But we almost Disneyfy the scripture to the point that we forget how controversial even this part is for those that understand what is going on, even in this part of the story. How controversial the gospel is when it speaks to tangible adult life in the real world. And it delivers. Let me, let me explain. So the story kicks off with these heavenly hosts, it says, coming. Here are some images I found from an artist who, from reading the Bible, these aren't a vision or something like that. These are from an artist from reading the descriptions of angels. These are what he drew based on how the Bible describes them. Pretty strange looking things. <laughs> now, I'm not showing you these pictures to be try to be a smarty pants or deliberately annoy you, but I'm showing you these because I guess relating back to that disnified thing we can sometimes do to these stories. I'm showing you these because if God of the universe and his universal messengers appeared to us, these images make a lot more sense to me than some sort of glowing cartoon guy with glowing with a white sheet with with glowing blonde hair. These are the non-Disney universal messengers appearing in the heavens, powerful beings declaring a more powerful being, God, being born amongst us. They're declaring something that essentially is about to break the universe, (laughs) change everything. God is born human in Jesus. Now, what that's only partly the offensive part of this story, the challenging part. The second bit and the most bit is it's delivered to who? It's delivered to shepherds. Most scholars agree that shepherds at this time in history were not 
one of the most prestigious career choices. They were not highly regarded at all. I could imagine often at the dinner table in a traditional Jewish home, parents would say to their kids, if you don't improve your grades, Louis, <laughs> you don't want to end up like Uncle Marty, a shepherd. It was kind of, well, I, that's not in the Bible, but I imagine that's the type of conversation that would go on. You don't want that type of job. You don't want to end up as a shepherd. <laughs> you better get your grades up. They were outcasts. Shepherds were the oddballs in this society. They were the ones that didn't fit in, so they sent them out to look after the sheep. And their work meant they smelt. They smelt like sheep. They were dirty. They were unclean. They were the underdogs. They were the unimportant people. They were the unsuccessful people. It is actually in its context, in any circumstance, if the king of the universe was to be born amongst us, declared by heavenly hosts, they are not who would come to my mind. I would have thought, in my human wisdom, don't you go to the pastors? If you're going to announce Jesus, but don't you go to the rabbi? Don't you go to the successful, the kings? Don't you send them to the temple? They're not even going to the temple as their first place. The local palace? Don't you go straight to Caesar? Well, lucky I'm not God. No, that's not who you go to according to God. This announcement, his first announcement, after the parents, obviously, his first announcement of this baby born is made to the shepherds. Let that sink in. Let it move past this familiar story and just have a moment Think about what that means and then rejoice (laughs) because this is so full of hope. Hope for the outcasts. This says so much about the king being born in this moment, that he was not a king for the kings. In fact, the only king at that time was actually trying to kill this king out of jealousy. So this was not a king born for him. This was not a king born for the successful, the religious. This was a king for the outcasts, the underdogs, the sinners, the broken, the lost. Do you know what this means? This means if you have lost your job this year, if your small business has been crushed or changed or damaged by COVID, if you're struggling with pressure and the financial burden, let alone Christmas, then this is the king for you. There there is hope. It means in 2020, if you face sickness, if you're still sick, both physically and for many of us mentally unwell at the moment, full of anxiety, full of all types of struggles in our life, then, then this is the king for you. This was the king born for you. There's hope. If you're the oddball, if you're strange, if you're every year, not just 2020, if you felt rejected this year, if you felt outcast by your mistakes, even if you did them, even if they're your fault, then this is the king for you. There is hope for you, this story tells us. If you've got pulled along to church or sent this link this morning, you don't even know why you're watching it. You don't understand church world and you don't understand religion, you don't understand that, then that's okay. This is for you. 
The announcement wasn't made to the temple. The announcement was made to the shepherds. This is a king for you. Jesus holds hope for you. This is not just a message that I'm pulling from one small story. This is right through the Bible. Jesus expands this as he grows up. Colossians 1.27 says this, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The writer there talking about that this gospel that Jesus started with, well, actually God started with and then Jesus made tangible, <laughs> extended to the people in the Jews, but it couldn't stop there. It was about growing. It was about expanding to the lost and eventually going to the Gentiles who, guess what, that's us, and going right across the planet as we know how big Christianity is today constantly looking to expand, constantly looking to go to the lost, to the outcast, to the fringe, to you, to the shepherds. Psalms 9.18 says this, For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. This hope, this good news is for you, is for the poor, is for those that feel like they've forgotten. Now when I say hope, I don't mean some imaginary, again, Disney sort of lovely, fluffy, dreamy, nice, positive feeling of hope. I'm not saying, I'm not saying the magic of Christmas. <laughs> I'm not saying, hey, don't worry if you've had a really hard year, there's the magic of Christmas. As Jono spoke about last week, this hope I'm talking about is tangible. It's active. It's moving. It's living now. As Jono said, or alluded to, you just need to be wise enough to step back and see how active and purposeful this hope can be. The shepherds, see, notice this. The shepherds are not just invited to do nothing. They're not invited to come see and just feel good. Do you notice that? They didn't go to a concert and then go, all right, feel good, everybody. Have a magical Christmas. <laughs> they, they, they did it. Chin up, shepherds. They're actually called, inspired to see the baby and then go tell. They're invited into something. They're actually now part of our story. They're part of every nativity scene. They're part of the Christmas story. They're part of Jesus' story now. They got to participate. This is a hope that doesn't say come and just feel good. This is a hope that says come, see, participate, witness, be a part of what is being born here, shepherds. Go change other people's life through what is happening in this manger, shepherds. It's a hope that is active. It's a tangible hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says this, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. Jesus wasn't just born. We can be born again in a spiritual sense to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Romans 15, 13 says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Hope that is active. Hope that is practiced. So hearing all this, the question might be for you afresh this Christmas season, this Advent season to say, all right, hope 
is inviting me to participate. How do I do it? How do I forget the mini gods or the things I thought I could place my hope in in 2020? How do I head into 2021? How do I finish this year pursuing the only tangible hope we can ever find in Jesus? How do I activate that, I guess? Let me answer that with another question. (laughs) You know who has time to drop everything on Christmas Eve and go see a baby in a stable? Let me say that again. You know what type of person has time to drop everything on Christmas Eve and go see a baby in a stable slash could be translated cave? Tell you who has time to do that. Someone who doesn't have a lot going on. Someone who has nothing. Someone who isn't that important. Someone who doesn't have much of a life. Someone who doesn't have anywhere else to be. That's the type of person that can drop everything on Christmas Eve. Because there's nothing to drop. (laughs) You see, the shepherds, the biggest losers in that society in a sense, they get to witness one of the greatest universal events in history. They're given new life, a new story, a new identity, a new purpose, a renewed hope found in Jesus. And I believe it's their ability to see past their own self, which is easier for those that don't have much of themselves, don't think they're that important. It makes them willing. In this story, they're willing to just come, all right, we'll go hear about this. We're only in a field with sheep. We'll go witness to this. We have nowhere else to be. That places them in the, I guess that posture places them in the perfect position this Christmas. And in a sense, the invitation is the same for us. We may feel so broken this Christmas. We may feel so unworthy after the year that's been. We may feel not good enough. We may feel swept up in the frenzy that is 2020. We may feel plain tired. We may plain plain exhausted. We might feel plain disappointed. We might feel like not making a single other plan this year because all our plans have just gone out the window. Let me encourage you that this is the exact posture. (laughs) It could actually be the perfect place for you to start 2021. Not stay, but the perfect posture to start this year to or the end this year might be to say, okay, God, your turn. What have you got? I've tried it my way. Turns out that's all being knocked over by a strand of a more serious strand of the flu. I've tried it my way, but it turns out that didn't work. Okay, God. What have you got? What would you have me open this Christmas? What are you doing? What are you birthing? I'm here. I'm available. And I'm not too important. I'm not too much of an expert. I'm not too trying to control this thing. What comes next? Actually gives us the perfect posture to receive. To drop everything and be witness to something amazing that God 
is doing. What's it look like for you? As you look back in 2020, what's worked? What's miserably failed? Those things you've placed your hope in this year that haven't worked, will you go back to them? I guess like a dog back to its vomit, it's visual, but will you just go back to them and replace your hope in stuff again, replace hope in money again, replace hope in success again, in society's message, in their message for you? Or in this Christmas could just be a encouragement at least or maybe a complete life change to choose Jesus, the one who brings the outcast's hope, the one that has a hope and a purpose for you, that is only asking you to be available to turn, to open the presence he has for you. That's my encouragement today or tonight or whatever time you're watching this. But I have three questions for you today to consider. Do you know that this is not just a distant, well, it is a distant in time, but do you know this isn't just a a, a story that is unrelated to you? Some cute little cartoon of shepherds hearing angels. Do you know that the king that was born was born for you? Do you know he has a purpose bigger and more meaningful for you than perhaps others have placed on you? Maybe others have called you a shepherd. Maybe others have said you won't amount to much. There's not much for you in this world. You you won't be able to do much with what you've got. Maybe it's been a word. Maybe it's been a discouragement. Maybe it's been an event that's left you feeling like there's no hope and no future. Well, do you know God has a purpose? It is more meaningful, it is more purposeful than anything anyone's placed on you. And my third question is, do you know this king was born for them? So you do have to realise at some point this king was born for you. But my third question, do you know this king was born for them? And what do I mean? Just one last comment on that last question. And maybe this is more for our long-term Christians in the, in, the, in the building, I was going to say, but in your building where you're watching this. Do you know this news, the thing we celebrate each year? Do you know that this declaration these heavenly bodies make about the baby born, the king has come? Do you know that this gospel is for your grumpy neighbour, for the shepherds in your life? For that guy that hosts all those loud, drunken parties in your street, do you know that this news is for them? The employer or employer that gives you a hard time consistently, do you know that this king was born for them? Or the loner at your school, do you know that this hope is for them? This gospel, this king was born for them too. It's not just for your Auntie Beatrice that dragged you to church when you were eight and everyone shook their head and someone whispered to you that children should not be seen, should be seen but not heard. How gross. Don't let that experience change. I don't think, well, we can see in this, God didn't turn up to that place either. The king went to the shepherds. The king went to the grumpy neighbours. The king went to the guys in the street, the party animals. And I'm not just pulling this out of one story, Jesus actually grew up and did this. He hanged out with the prostitutes. He sat and ate with the outcasts, the tax collectors, the sinners. 
He raised their value up in his eyes. He healed them from both social sickness, I guess, names that they had been called by their society, and he also healed them physically as well. He lifted up the oppressed and he invited them. He died in doing so, breaking the universe, making a way to invite them back to the Father, their true hope and their true purpose. Back, as we say at Burley Church, back to the family table, but let's give it a different spin, back to the Christmas family table. See what I did there? I added Christmas to family table, therefore making it Christmassy. So I ask you again, yes, do you know the king was born for you? Do you know he has a plan, a future, and a tangible, active, living hope that he wants you to practice, participate in? And lastly, do you know the king was born for them? Who are you inviting along to church, into your life? Who are you inviting that is going to get close enough to you so that you can witness to them from what you've seen? This is talking to mostly our our seasoned Christians, those that are sitting there saying, I've sat through 40 Christmases. I've sat through 10 Christmases. I know this message, Steve. Fantastic. Does your office know you know that message? Does your street know you know that message? Does your school friends know you know that message? Chances are of their outcasts. Chances are of their broken. Chances are of their sinners. The king was born for them. One Thessalonians one three says this: Remembering before our God and the Father your work of faith and labor of love, and steadfast of the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. A hope that is active, a hope that is tangible and a hope is that is for the outcast, for the distance, for the broken, a hope that is for you, particularly at the end of 2020. Let me pray. Father, the Christmas message, the Christmas story is deeply offensive to our norms. It's not just some Disney glossy filled story about the magic of Christmas Lord Father you are so much more than that Father we pray right now we can look at this story afresh we can not be defined by what people have called us we can let go of events and things that have happened this year or maybe a lifetime ago Father do a work in us this Christmas Let us know that you were born for us, that you would be born and that you would then die for us, bringing us back to the Father. Let that do a work. Let us simply have a posture this Christmas to listen, hear and open that present, to sit with your presence and for that to deeply start doing its work in us as we head into 2021. Father, give us the boldness to then go witness and tell no matter who it is, no matter what their social status is, no matter how many uncomfortable we feel, let us go and tell, go and show, go and witness. Father, thank you for this story. Thank you that you did come. Thank you came in such a tangible way as a human to show and work and save us. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. 
We're going to continue this Advent series into next week. And then we are obviously 25th Christmas Day. Hope you're having a great season and we'll hopefully see you soon. Thanks.